Tom Duncan knew he was in trouble when the door slammed shut. His assistant, Lori Stanton, screamed as the thunderous boom echoed around the hangar. Duncan couldn't blame her. He'd practically jumped out of his own skin at the sudden noise. What the hell? she asked, her embarrassment over her scream now manifesting as anger. I don't know. Let's take a look. Duncan walked across the hangar's concrete floor to the entrance that should have remained unobstructed. The hangar door was massive at over a hundred feet wide and thirty feet high. The door was steel and several inches thick. Hidden hydraulics raised and lowered it, and it must have weighed a ridiculous amount. There was no way it should have just snapped and fallen down as hard as it had. Duncan quickly checked the electronic keypad at the side of the door for an error code, but the LCD screen was dark. It also had a built-in intercom system for communicating with a similar pad on the outside, but that too wasn't working. No way to contact Carrick. Matt Carrick led the security team Duncan had brought with him. He'd asked Carrick to wait outside the door with his men, and Carrick had been fine with that. Duncan was just grateful none of the security team had been under the door when it fell. They would have been turned to greasy paste. What are we going to do? Lori wanted to know. Relax, it's probably some glitch. Remember that the whole computer system was wiped at one point. Let me call White One so he doesn't worry. Matt Carrick was designated with the call sign White One. Most of the support team did not know each other's names. They just knew each other by their call signs. Carrick had the security team of himself and White Two through White Five. They were all outside the door and probably wondering what was going on. Duncan tried to reach the man with his cell phone, but there was no signal through the thick steel door. He noticed that Lori was trying her phone as well, but the frown on her face told him she'd lost her signal too. All right, we'll try this another way, he said as he strode across the concrete floor of the hangar toward a glassed-in control room at the far end. That was where the nearest computer was, and computers controlled everything in the place. As he walked and Lori fell in step with him, he mentally cataloged the equipment that was stacked on pallets and was still wrapped in plastic on the hangar floor. Literally tons of equipment. Weapons, computers, lab components, and vehicles. Even two stealth-modified MH-60 Blackhawk helicopters sat lonely on the floor of the massive echoing space, their rotor blades secured down by straps, as they had been transported on the backs of 18-wheelers. Everything was new, and it was all still in its original packaging. They had a lot of work to do setting this place up, but most of the staff wouldn't arrive until the next day. Duncan had wanted to come poke around a bit with just a couple of helpers. He had Lori with him for some computer work, and he'd sent the other assistant on a mission deeper inside the facility a half hour ago. He hadn't been planning to stay all day, and he certainly hadn't planned to spend time troubleshooting the damn security doors. Oh well, Duncan thought. New facility, new glitches. As they entered the Glaston office at the far end of the hangar, Duncan was about to slip into the chair in front of the computer there, but Lori slid into the chair first. Duncan was smiling, and she was furiously typing already. He had handpicked Lori, call sign White Zero, just as he had chosen all the other members of the support team. She was brilliant, determined, and a magical touch on a computer, much like himself. The only downside for Lori was that she was a bit meek in social interactions, and she had no physical training to speak of. She wasn't in bad shape, but neither was she athletic, and should the shit ever hit the fan, she'd be useless in a fight. Duncan knew he'd have to get her some physical training, but for now she was strictly a computer tech, and in that capacity she was flawless. 
put the meek girl with the mousy brown hair near a CPU and a monitor, and she came to life with personality and flair. He was smiling at how quickly she had transformed from somewhat tentative and scared in the hangar to a vicious keyboard hound as she ran through the system searching for reasons why the hydraulics on the door had failed. He watched, fascinated, as she ran through several troubleshooting protocols he might not have thought of. As the former president of the United States, there were, of course, many things he hadn't done for himself at the White House. But as Deep Blue, the mysterious support person for the former Delta Force team known as Chess Team, he was used to being the one doing the typing on the computer keyboard. After the recent fiasco with the team's nemesis, Richard Ridley of Manifold Genetics, bringing golems to life, Duncan realized he wasn't giving the team all he could, because his duties as president had become more of a hindrance than a help.